What's up, guys? Welcome to Oh, What a Marvel, the podcast on the Merc with Movie blog, the podcast feed, YouTube channel, whatever, where we talk about the MCU TV series. I think we've talked about a movie or two before, but mostly the TV shows. I am one of your hosts, Sean. I'm joined by Dean. Hello, Dean. Hi, I've been demoted this week, everybody. You are? I kind of, I guess. Well, yeah, because last week you had to take over because I was sick. I learned a little neat thing, Dean. 10 seconds ago. Okay, I learned... Well, we, go on. I would say I learned that when the intro video is playing, there's a little progress bar at the bottom. Did you know that? No, what? There's yeah, progress I, in a bar? A little, there's a little bar at the bottom that ticks across that like tells you when the intro video that we play is going to end. So I actually oh, wow. knew when it was going to cut back to us. I could have really used that like every other time. <laughs> I, I do not know if that's always been there, but it was there this time. Uh, this week, we're talking about Moon Knight, episode three, titled The Friendly Type, directed by Mohamed Diab, written by Bo DeMeo and Peter Cameron and Sabir Pirzada. And it aired yesterday, which was April 13th, 2022, if you're in the future. Are Dean, you reading those names or did you memorize them? No, I wrote those down and I'm sure <laughs> I still butchered them. Can you, uh, yeah, I'm sure I still did a terrible job. No, it sounded Dean, good, yeah. good, good, go well, on. You know what? Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, go on, go on. Praise me more. <laughs> uh, You're so wonderful. You should be an you. avatar for another god I, that we don't know the name of. We should be. We'll talk about that in a little bit because I have thoughts, obviously. Yeah. But before we, like, dive into, like, specific stuff overall, I also kind of want to hear your thoughts about last week because I wasn't here. So, like, very briefly... How do you feel about the show so far, three episodes in, and more specifically this episode? Well, last week I definitely felt was like a big step up from first week. Um, I'm not sure. It basically carries, like the quality is basically the same, I think. There's, I do have a few gripes, minor things with, with this week more so than I had last week. But then there's some really good highs in this week as well, so it kind of evens out. Um mm. But yeah, I, I, if this continues the same level of consistency that you know that we're seeing like throughout the whole thing, like this could easily be like in the top two or three of the shows that we've had. I don't know so much how many have we had five. But... I mean, I would include the Star Wars shows too. I've I said today I think this is the best show on Disney Plus so far. First three episodes. Yes, this is definitely better than Hawkeye. This is much better than Boba Fett. Mm. Um, I think it's what better than the second season. Piece? I think it's better than season two of Mandalorian so far. Oh wow, you you is a big on Mando as well. I, I love Mando. Two. Here's okay. So here's the thing about this season. I was ta talking to a friend of mine this morning. Okay, so I've I, I wasn't here last week. I really enjoyed last week's episode. I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the first episode or the third episode. That might have been because I was really sick when I watched it. And to be honest, if you ask me what happened last week, I'm not sure I could tell you. Yeah. I might have to give that another watch at some point before next week. Uh, but I was talking to a friend about this week's episode and how much more I'm enjoying this week to week than anything else. And my friend pointed out that, like, we actually have the villain in the show, like, as a part of it. Like, Arthur Harrow is in every episode interacting with Steven or Mark or whoever. And really, I yeah. can't think of any other disney plus show where the main antagonist of the series is consistently around like he has been in this one like the yeah. connection between 
Arthur and Steven slash Mark slash maybe somebody else. Um, oh yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, that connection. Not only not only because they interact, does it feel a lot more? They do, do they just feel more connected and and more uh, like there's a relationship there. But also Arthur having a prior relationship with Konshu definitely adds to everything that's happening. So yeah, I just I love getting to see. I mean Ethan Hawke, man, killing it. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I'm kind of conflicted on this whole stuff because you're right. Mm-hmm. It is cool to have the villain. Ar- I mean, I don't need to have the villain around the whole time, but what I definitely don't need is where we don't really have a clear cut villain in a show until like the last two episodes. And then Looking we're just going to throw, throw in a Cad Bane or we're yeah. going to throw in like um, uh, Kingpin, Kingpin yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I hate that. Yeah, I don't like that. And I do like having somebody around at least more consistently. However, I'm kind of getting really irritated with the way Ethan Hawke kind of just, <laughs> every time there's a scene now, it just feels like he just has to like hobble in like I'm very, from the background mysteriously. I'm very curious how he's going to be a physically threatening villain in the end. Yeah. Because he's very much like, but I really enjoy... Dude, Groot's in the chat. That's crazy. What's up, Groot? Oh, wow. Um, I always... I'm such a huge fan. I hear you guys are wrapping filming in a few di- a few weeks on uh, th- th- all the Guardians things that are filming right now. So I can't yeah, let's get that holiday special scoop. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, if you have anything, Groot, you can say about the holiday special. I, hit it. I don't want to hear about volume three, but specifically the holiday special. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, Arthur Hero is a villain that's kind of like, you're right, he's, it does feel like whenever he shows up, he's always, like, mysteriously walking in from the shadows, and he's like, I've been here, and I have something to tell you. In like, places that he shouldn't, that, that yeah. doesn't always make sense for him to kind of be there. Him showing up at the, like, meeting at the end, of, or, like, towards the end of this episode, with, um, uh, Anton Morgat is the character, the actor's name, Gaspard Ulil. Uh, rest in peace. He is the actor who passed away uh, pretty recently oh, in a skiing guy. accident. That was him. In the credits, there's a little, um, a little like memorial uh, in memoriam thing or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, stuff. yeah. In that scene, Arthur just shows up, and I'm like, "What are you doing? <laughs> How did you know?" Which I mean, I guess they do show that like they're being tailed and stuff, and like this cult goes, yeah, deep. But it. Like uh, the only the only point of comparison that I can make is uh, Hawkeye is um, uh, Hydra is where Hydra there was a a long time in the MCU in the movies and also in like the TV shows that nobody talks about where it was kind of like this Hydra's always around and Hydra's yeah exactly Uh, (laughs) Hydra's always watching Hydra always is there. And it built over time enough to the point where I think when Hydra showed up, it was a little bit more like, yeah, I get that. Whereas this one, whenever like the cult, like Amit's cult shows up, you're kind of like, where have you been? Like, we're just hearing about you. And yet you guys seem to be like literally everywhere. Yeah. Like it, like firstly, he's running a whole community which is great. He's, you know, he's feeding them, he's housing them. They're all a little bit indoctrinated and it got weird. <laughs> but, where, but where, he's like, 
he's flying like this whole fucking little town of people around the world. They were in the other place in episode one. Then they're in um, are they in London? I, just, in I don't know if two. they're. They, I don't know if they're being flown all around. I think it's just implying that he has agents everywhere. Like that there are this, that this cult exists in the Swiss Alps or whatever. And, and I'm still, I'm telling you, we're going to go back to that castle. He's still Dracula. I'm just, I, I'm still on that, even though there's been no evidence of that. It, we, hashtag it was Dracula all along. That castle is going to be key to this whole show. Um, you'll episode six we're gonna come back to it but um yeah i think he's just got like people all over i think it's the hydra thing where it's like you you never know who's part of the cult of amit yeah but what what does like what does he do like he, he's just i don't know he lets he his just, little it, cane swing he feels like the first episode i'm like okay he's doing he's doing like a fun little character thing here that's quite engaging to watch and stuff but by this episode i'm just like it's a little bit one note he doesn't it really is. he doesn't really go up or down or anything like i say he kind of just a, a scene will end everything will wrap up and then it'll just have this long slow shot of him just walking into the scene <laughs> and then say stuff that we don't really have a lot of context for, for mm-hmm. what's going on like why why did he stop hosting Conchu but then he's also still in cahoots with the, the all the other avatar people but then Mark who is Conchu or has Conchu mm-hmm. now doesn't seem to have had any interaction with them and it seems I think like... he's a recent though I think they've said a time frame at one point I feel like it's only been like a year that Mark has been Moon Knight and has been Conchu's like avatar. Up regularly, the, the, the rest of these Conchu's the... also been like exiled, so he's not getting invited to the meetings. And and we don't know why Conchu's exiled yet. No, which he says he was the only one that refused to turn his back on humanity, which it seems is explaining why we've never seen these Egyptians. Because that's the thing, right? Okay, let's okay, this kind of connects to Harrow, and so I just wanna I wanna move into the gods thing. Because we have that yeah. scene where they have like the meeting the where Magra they Yeah the, from Blade uh, yeah, the Blood Temple. Yeah, where they have like this this trial for <laughs> God, how dare you? Where they have this trial for um for for Harrow and we go to the great temple, uh, the the great uh, pyramid of Giza. I said the fucking temple because you brought up the blood temple. Goddamn, the great pyramid of Giza. We go through like the portal. Um, I did. I wrote down. I think this was all the gods that had avatars in attendance. It was Hathor, Horus, Isis, Tefnut, and Osiris. Um, I believe those were all the gods avatars that were in attendance. No Bast. I was waiting for Bast. I thought they were going to have like a Wakandan never person. Never shows up, flaky motherfucker. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> we really haven't had that many MCU references in this show so far. There was like a GRC reference in episode one. They mentioned Madripoor in this episode. One, yeah. I kind of expected like a Wakandan dude to show up and be like, "I am, I'm Bast's avatar or whatever." But because Bast, Bast, Bast has a lot to do with Wakanda in the comics, and I mean, obviously, right. In the movie, even they talk about they talk about Bast. Um, 
So I, I wasn't I, sure if all these gods were like specific because I'm not well. Yeah. Spoiler alert, everyone. I'm not well versed in African mythology. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I wasn't sure if all of the gods that we're like alluding to here are they all specifically Egyptian gods? These ones are like specifically Africa Egyptian in general, right? But Bast is also an Egyptian god. The one that they talk about in 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 Black Panther is is a, an Egyptian god. As I mean, that's all that that is the only exposure to a Bast that I have. I don't know if uh, yeah. I, I mean, when you're talking about like religious things like that, a lot of these religions have ideas of deities that are kind of the same, but they have different names for them, and they're slightly yeah. different. So I'm not sure if Bast exists. In other cultures in Africa in different ways, but I know that specifically there is a Bast in the in the Egyptian pantheon. Oh man, Cairo, tut 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 appropriating Wakandan culture. <laughs> you know. Gods versus Eternals do ignore did it. Doesn't make it okay. Well, here's the thing, right? Like gods, uh, gods versus Eternals, who ignores humanity better? I feel like that's more of an indictment on gods because they're like here, right? Eternals are aliens for all intents and purposes. Like their job isn't to inter, their job isn't to really interfere in the affairs of men unless the deviants are involved. And gods are like, this is like your place, right? Like <laughs> you know. So, but it also opens the like because we've already said that the. Uh, the Norse gods are aliens, or at kind least of? like Asgard's like another bridge. planet. It's like another they, yeah. like like because they 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 fly there, they leave, they get they Dean in Ragnarok, they get in the spaceship and they fly away. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and the, the Rainbow Bridge is basically just like a wormhole, right? I, a pretty much. That's yeah. I mean the nine. Wormhole. The nine realms are just I like what I've always taken from it is that in the MCU the nine realms are just the nine planets, and but there's more than nine planets. There's yeah, but like there are nine planets, planets that are relevant in like look, it all breaks apart when you look at it a little too carefully. It's a, a delicately like interwoven regions, <laughs> states, you know. Yeah, I, I, um, it, it. But the point being that like we've already said that Norse gods are essentially aliens that have then been like inspired earthling tales and stuff. And we've said that the Eternals kind of invented stuff like some of the Greek pantheons, like what the, what humanity knows as Athena is based off of Athena from the Eternals, like based off of Sprite's stories that were told. And like the story of Icarus is based off of Icarus. So like, We've kind of explained away all these deities in the past, but in this one, they're like, no, the Egyptian gods were real and they did shit. <laughs> like, it's it's an interesting it's it's weird. An inter- stance. It's weird and it's risky, I think, for a lot of like, you know, just like casual like MCU fans because we've already, like you say, we've already established with like the Asgardians, okay, they're gods, but they're not really gods, they're just from another planet. So in this, when they start talking about gods, you're naturally you're just going to kind of be like okay so it's like it's like Thor and stuff right or but even then, the Eternals who are essentially Eternals, aliens as then, well what are the rules here because because Thor and Loki and the Eternals you know they're bodies you know they're people they can walk around they yeah they're um beholden to the laws of physics for the most part 
but these gods, these seem to be like actual gods. These are like more like mystical, like possessing ethereal. people. Yeah, they need an avatar. They don't. So do they? Are they on another planet? Yeah, oh, and, God, they, he's and they just need to. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty cool. He's That's so a pretty cool. good looking pigeon. But he looks so weird at the same time. Like whenever you see him on screen. I like, especially when he was really like, they put him in some daylight shots in this episode. And I kind of giggled a little bit every time I saw him. I was like, look at him. Like when he's sitting on the yeah. car or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the um, the tone is risky with, with that. Like that could have easily yeah. been very silly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it is a little silly unintentionally, but I think it works for the most part. Yeah, I think the voice delivery as well and the design, I think it all just comes together and it's just ridiculous enough, but yes. just like it's not too over the top. Like he's not doing like a ridiculous, silly voice. Um, Who's the actor? F. Murray. F. Abraham. Murray Abraham. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not doing anything like ridiculous, like because it could quite easily fall into like Venom territory, which mm-hmm. I like, but not everyone likes. Yeah like that but it's also very that's also kind of anti or opposite of the tone of this show Mm -hmm. like it's very i mean although the tone of the show is a little bit all over the place it's it's i thought the first episode was more all over the place i thought the second episode was really just when it went darker than the first episode just kind of stayed that way consistently all, all the way through we didn't get the um like the typical like MCU like day glow look, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, so we had a little bit of that in the first episode. That's getting us like just priming us up, and then we're just going to get deeper and darker. But then in this one, we kind of go a bit more MCUE in places. Um, there was of... one thing that bothered me in this episode, oh. and with that, with like specifically the kind of MCUE tone stuff, and that was. What is otherwise, I think, a really great scene where um, Khonshu tells Mark, take the kid to the ledge. And yeah. he takes him Luffy up to the ledge. From Hook. Yeah, yeah. And he, <laughs> and, and he holds him there, and he, he cuts the... Or, or the kid is like, praise Amit, cuts the thing, commits suicide, falls to his death. And then we look back up, and Khonshu's like, got his leg swinging over the side, sitting there, real casual. And I was like, this kind of really takes me out of this gut punch of Mark watching this kid kill himself and then it just it just conchu's like chilling there and i'm like oh this kind of feels weird yeah you know what's weird is that moon knight's weakness is mirrors <laughs> like it works for like how we've set the show up and how the character is you know both in this show and in the comics it's a good like gateway to like have that back and forth but also it's like really i could be getting you know he's i'm getting victimed to the justice of the moon god Konshu, and all i've got to do is like just flash my phone at it like mm, i don't know but i do like the memento stuff that they were doing at the beginning i love that we were getting marks in control but then we're getting the same we're getting like the reverse of what we got in episode one where now we're getting these brief moments of instead of like is it the reverse like well, it might not be, but we'll get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, um, so he, instead of like blacking out and then waking up and like everyone's all murdered, Mark blacks out and he wakes up and Stephen's trying to run away in a fucking yeah. taxi. <laughs> like, that's so good. It's so perfect. But yeah, I, um, 
I had this thought last week. Um, you would have known if you was here, by the way. Oh, but um, we, yeah, we're just assuming that there's two personalities plus Conchu. But I get the feeling because there's that bit where he says like, "It wasn't me. I didn't." That do wasn't this. me. Yeah. No, so I definitely he, think there's a third one. And he's not refer. At first, I thought is he referring to Conchu, like. But then Mark, Mark and Conchu seem to be like fairly, even though they don't really get on, but they seem to generally be on the same page. And Mark is aware of everything that Conchu or Moon Knight is doing. So this is something else. So, um, and to go back to a point I was making last week, is Mark or Stephen even the original personality? I don't think they are. Is there like a traumatized, like, 12 year old trapped inside there that is like, like being just repressed for so long and now he's coming just... out in these violent outbursts or you know not to say like yeah. a 12 year old but yeah, yeah, yeah. At a different stage of his life right yeah that something happened i think it's going to be revealed that the person who was doing all the stuff in episode one wasn't mark i think we're gonna because i was thinking back to the stuff that country was saying in episode one and it was very much he was like give the body to mark like, he wasn't, like, give the body back to Mark. Back. yeah. He was like, give the body to Mark, stop this. And he also was surprised to see Steven in the way that implies that... Because... He's used to having to deal with another person when he switches. Yeah, that, that if he's going to yeah. switch, he's not going to switch to Steven because there was another option. You know, yeah. so I, what I kind of think is that I think it was the third... And also, from what we see of what Mark does... I just think about that shot that we cut to where in in episode one where Steven's hand is just covered in blood. Like some of the yeah. some of the mo like daredevil levels of blood when like that's all the blood was pouring out of like Kingpin's chest in the season three. Yeah. Like like that like that's that seems more violent than anything we've seen Mark do. Yeah, he's just doing like jabs and throws and you know like, twists, it was like an disarming and stuff. There was a lot of excessive levels of violence in that first episode that I think yeah. maybe what we're going to learn is that it was cutting to, it wasn't cutting to Mark, it was cutting to this other character, this other personality. How, I know there's more than just two personalities in the comics. I couldn't tell you mm -hmm. what, because they, they all have yeah. like completely different lives and different names, obviously. Yeah. I know, I know Mark and I know Stephen. Do you familiar with any of the others? I know there's one more named. At least the only one that I know beyond this is Jake, and I th I think yeah, the yeah. name is Jake, and I think Jake is normally Mister Knight, which right. was a, a departure because Stephen is Mister Knight in this. Have you read any of that stuff with the Mister Knight? No, I just um, know it. From, I haven't. I, I just know it from in the lead up to the i mean yeah. i i've never read a moon knight comic i think the only time i've ever seen moon knight in the comics is when he was in ultimate spider-man for a little bit oh wow um, see i've read the um the 2005 or 6 run which was um charlie houston david um i want to say david fincher that's not the artist <laughs> but, um, a david there. fincher moon knight thing would be pretty fucking crazy that though. would be pretty cool and then I read the um, I read the Bendis run as well, okay. which doesn't really do the personalities in the same way as like the traditional with the Mark yeah. Stephen. I don't know setup. if I don't know if maybe I just was like really young when I read Ultimate Spider-Man, so like I didn't pick up on it. And I and Bendis also wrote Ultimate Spider-Man, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the 
personalities being a really big thing when Moon Knight showed up in that. Not really. I mean, he definitely says stuff that's like, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's got some stuff going on, but it's mm-hmm. just like some weird, like, kind of off, it's like, also out of left field dialogue. So it's kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but the thing is with the um the Mr. Knight thing, because obviously a lot of fans are getting real pissed off about the handling yeah. of the Mr. Knight stuff. And, um, and I haven't read that run in the comics, but what my estimation of that is, is that Mr. Knight is much more of like the cold calculated, yeah. like yeah. planning ahead kind of version of Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, because regular Moon Knight's just much more of just a mindless brawler. Mm-hmm. And obviously the way they've handled it in this, because, you know, that run, it be- became really popular. That image of him in the suit is stuff yeah. is like is iconic. And mm-hmm. I said some of this last week is absolutely iconic. And they clearly just wanted to get that suit in the show. Yeah. And I don't know if there's going to be a season two. I would have maybe have liked to have seen Mr. Knight as a development that happened maybe down the line. But I don't hate what they're doing with it. I, I can understand why people are, are unhappy with, with the angle. I want to I wanna, I wanna make sure of this. I think I just saw today that the show has been submitted to the Emmys as a limited series. Yeah, it uh, sounds like they don't have much planned further on beyond this. Apparently Oscar Isaac was given like, he's just like, I don't want to sign the, the, the multi-contract thing. I just want to sign for this. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I'm hearing. I mean, I think, I, I think, uh, I think we're going to see him again. I think we're going to see him again, but I think it'll be in like Blade or like, Midnight Suns yeah. or whatever, you know. I, I, I kind of think this show. I don't think we're gonna get a second season of this show. Um, yeah, I don't think you need it, but you could. But I don't think you need it. What do you think of so the fights? Yeah, what do you think of the fight scene when the third person, like presumably this third personality, like when all that happens when they're on the rooftop? Because this entire episode is set in Egypt. Yeah. Oh, did you, did you notice by the by the music? They really want you to <laughs> know that it's in Egypt. I saw um, um, I saw Oscar Isaac say that they didn't shoot a second of this in Egypt, and I was like, I think I could tell. Uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, that's why they looked... need the music to tell you. <laughs> yeah, um, they really I, go hard on that. They really go in on the like Egyptian iconography as well. But um, I, mean, I love it; it's great. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, let's let's. I would rather more like substance from like the actual I, I would rather know more about like the nature of like the gods and like their relationship and like what are they doing what what do these meetings normally entail when they're not having yeah. to deal with conju doing some crazy shit because it's obviously happening regularly they all today like, on the agenda not- uh i-95 was really backed up last week so we got to do something about that um I think if we just give like yeah, it's just like a whole like there's nothing going going on for like centuries. It's just yeah. bureaucracy or something. Hang on, wait but, a like, second. Why is Conchu on the agenda? Wait, hang on. What's that? What's <laughs> happening with Conchu? What is? Wait, I thought we were dealing with traffic violations this week. No, Conchu's been leaving the toilet seat up again. You know how it is. <laughs> That's why he got exiled. They got real yeah, pissed yeah. about that. <laughs> so, but like my my thing with the the Egyptian like setting is it felt like there was a really cool fight sequence that i thought kind of fell a little flat on the rooftops 
that feels very Aladdin where he's kind of jumping from rooftop to rooftop at the beginning of it. And that was very quick. Like that yeah. was very short. And then we had the big fight sequence that was like in like a rodeo, like in like an arena and that, but the, but the, like we had a very, this place. Yeah. We had a very short fight sequence that felt very much like an Egyptian setting. And then we went to this kind of generic, like, rodeo plates with horses for the big fight sequence and it was like i would have rather the big fight sequence been this kind of aladdin fight through through the the tops of the marketplace you know like i think that would have been really cool yeah i think i think the whole setup with um with this guy with his little island is it like a little island in cairo i I guess guess. yeah um this fight sequence is cool though the, the fight is great um I mean that shot is just amazing. Yeah. Even if it does kind of look like the moon from Dream, the DreamWorks. Is it DreamWorks? <laughs> with the with the person with the fishing rod yeah, sitting on yeah. it. It is, yeah. Oh, so oh, other than that, but yeah, I don't understand the whole logic of like there's this shady dude with one guard that um, Layla knows from her past, but somehow Mark has never heard of it and it's never come up in their relationship. But then I guess Mark has a whole other personality that didn't come up in their relationship. So how the fuck they were well, married... the personalities thing didn't come up at all in the relationship. She has no idea about, like... Like, even, like, a third one. Like, yeah. the, Stephen, to begin with, she had no idea about that, you know? And he, um... He says something about, um... Well, he, um, here's the thing. Like I said this last week. So Stephen keeps saying stuff like, just give me my body back. Mm-hmm. Stephen doesn't know. And we don't even know if he is or he isn't. But I'm assuming that he's not. But Stephen doesn't know that he's probably not the original owner yeah. of the body. Yeah. Right? And the prime, through the, the original episode, we're, yeah. we're seeing Layla kind of, she's warming to him. There's a few yeah. moments. Where They're a better really match than she and Marcus. They, they yeah. are because he's yeah. like really likes her and he's appreciative of her, which is probably like much more like what Mark was like in the honeymoon period of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And now he's just like cold and hiding secrets and got all this stuff yeah. going on. And he, doesn't Kanchu, he doesn't want Kanchu to take her as the next avatar. Here's what they're going to do. They're going to they're gonna bing bong Stephen Grant. They're gonna do to Stephen Grant. They're gonna do the big. Wait, wait, hang on. Do you mean from like inside out? I mean from inside out. (laughs) Stephen is gonna have to do something where he's gonna sacrifice himself to like the recesses of the brain, Uh right? And Layla's gonna have to say goodbye to him. They're building this up, and he's the one that we started with, right? Yeah, yeah. uh, Watching the show, that's the guy that you're presumably rooting for. He's got the endearing accent. You know, chicks yeah. love the accent, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, <sighs> what you're saying is so sad. But because you said he's going to bing bong it, I, <laughs> it makes it because you decided like the, the the point of reference you decided to use for that was bing bong. I. And that's a very well, sad scene. But his name is Bing Bong, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you're referring to it as the Bing Bong scene. I mean, what else can I use? Is, the only, no, you're the right. Closest, you're right. No. Other thing that I can use is Bing Bong. It. Bing. Is, uh, 
It's You're like, or maybe you. like, um, what's his name in um, the Umbrella Academy in season two, where um, the one oh. that's dead has to die uh, again. Ben, ben right? Hargreaves, yeah. yeah, and he has to say goodbye to Vanya. Like, I feel like we're getting set up for something like that. But what I want to know is what triggered because uh, Mark keeps alluding something happened, and it's not the thing that created his um identity disorder in the first place. It's not the thing with Conchu where he gets left for dead in the desert and accepts the god or whatever it is that happens. But he keeps implying that something else happens after that that has brought Stephen out and this other personality that keeps getting knocked around. It's like, how much bad shit keeps happening to this guy? <laughs> and every time it does, it creates a new personality? Like... I, I believe... That what I remember reading when the um, so they 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 gave the critics the first four episodes, yeah, um, which was a lot. That's a lot of show to For get a six episode show. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's a lot. And then I believe they accidentally put up the fifth, and critics got to see it by accident. I, and I, I believe haven't heard that. I I it was only a couple like critics that were like I've seen episode five like they gave it to us by accident and then they took it away but I believe what I was hearing was that some of these questions you're asking they focus on in episode five that they're like we're we gonna get into some of this like it sounds like yeah. that's when we're gonna get into more of the mental illness stuff because the big yeah. question was like are they gonna address it because I I know a lot of the early reviews for the show were like we've seen this much of the show and they don't really address it a ton. Um, and so it sounds like right after what they showed in that first batch to critics is when we're going to get into like, we're going to get that fight club moment where we're going to flashback. <laughs> we're going to see all the past scenes. We're going to, we're going to get a clear, like cut idea of who, who came in at what point, who mm -hmm. was in charge at what point, like say in episode one, was that somebody else? Is that the original personality? And then, and then Mark, supersedes and takes over as yeah. the um as the primary personality which th would then set him up to kind of be more of just like a classic superhero mm -hmm. and kind of just doing more you know he still have the issues obviously but you know he's not you can't well clearly as we're seeing in the show he he just can't function as like a regular person or a hero let alone yeah. like a superhero you know Mark he's struggling not good to at being it. like a normal person He's just, he's very, I mean, he's kind of the perfect superhero, right? Like, or not perfect superhero, but he's like the perfect um, caricature of a superhero where he's like kind of dark and brooding and he's like, I don't have time for relationships. Like, he's not a very, he's not, which and I, that was another thing I saw people point out is like, why would, why would Mark get, go on, like get a date with, um, with, uh, the, 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 the lady museum girl right museum yeah. girl right if he was married and he clearly has feelings for Layla and is just trying to like yeah separate because he's worried about the yeah. country thing yeah so I don't think that's gonna happen I think that would be um rough uh, I I don't I'm not I think giving a mystical origin to the dissociative identity disorder it undermines it I think it would rub people the wrong way um, yeah i think so and i they haven't been 
over we've only got three episodes in, but I we haven't been overly consistent with how we portray that. You know, in the first episode, a lot of it was done for like slapstick. And as we've gotten more into it, it's definitely it's fleshing it out and there is some slapstick stuff to it and some comedy of like, oh, I wasn't here a minute ago, now I'm running away and stuff. But we are seeing the flip side of it as well. And I think they're finding, they're definitely finding the balance. Yeah. I just, I just don't know how we resolve this because we're, we're all rooting for a guy that isn't the guy, the guy Mm -hmm. that, the guy that we're supposed to, or he's like the guy we kind of, we're not really getting that we we've only had in episode three really with Mark and the guy who might actually be doing or driving a lot of the plot we haven't even met yet mm-hmm. I, so which I suppose wouldn't be too dissimilar from like with like a kingpin or a cad bane so maybe like it's like know, the opposite it's like the protagonist is the one that we don't meet until the last two episodes <laughs> yeah we're just of... getting drip fed this yeah. character I think it's cool though. I and I, I think it's different. And I think that like if we see Moon Knight in future yeah. projects once we've gone through this, uh, we won't really have to do this again. Uh we'll know the character. Yeah. We'll, know the we'll just know that he's a little bit troubled and he's probably struggling, but we haven't we're not gonna then like cut away from like an epic, you know, team yeah. up action scene to have no. Mark maybe I mean, maybe he will, like, you know, like a Bruce Banner Hulk thing, maybe, like, in the middle of a big battle and Mark regresses back into Steven and then you've got, like, Daredevil and Spider-Man. They've got to, like, protect him. They've got to, like, they're like, I don't know, who might just stop moving? I don't know, man. Like, they, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Spidey's like, I prefer this guy. Why can't we team up with him? (laughs) That would be a very, I really, God, dude, I really want to see this character team up with the Marvel cinematic universe, because I think it's such an interesting dynamic to have with other characters. Um, There's some other stuff I want to hit on. Uh, I want to talk about Layla, because we got a little bit more of her in this episode. We got that cool scene at the beginning with the passport where they made the fake Mm -hmm. passport. That was very cool. I love it when a show takes, decides to like, Focus really like they they decide to take a process and then they just show you the whole process. Whether it's like yeah. we're gonna give this big monologue about this character's past while they're making a breakfast sandwich or something, you know. But they're whatever they we do this a lot in television and movies and stuff. They're like, this is something that we follow this process entirely through and we give a monologue in the background. But I love yeah. that it's like, like Breaking they, Bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just started break- watching Breaking Bad for the first time recently, by the way. Uh, oh, really? Okay. I yeah. nearly said some stuff then that might have. Um, <laughs> this, this, this stuff with the passport um, scene, there's a similar thing later on in Breaking Bad where it's, okay. a, it's a guy who makes the fake passports and it, okay. it's quite similar. But um, back to Layla, she's yeah. like, she's very friendly with the passport lady, but then she also says that she's been there like, she hasn't been there for like 10 years or something. Yeah, oh, I kind of was a bit. Talk about her iffy. dad a bit. Yeah, but her dad was like an archaeologist or something. Spoiler alert! I mean, I don't know if this is supposed to be like obvious or not, but Mark definitely killed her dad, right? <laughs> oh my god! I bet he did because, because he was a mercenary. Oh no! Because uh, um, Harrow says something about if you knew what this man really was, you wouldn't love him, and then Mark doesn't want to talk about it. I think I'm be thinking, Jake. um. 
So her dad might have been on this um, expedition or on this mission with with him when he discovers Konshu mm-hmm. or, or whatever. And we don't know how the MCU is going to handle the origin. But, you mm-hmm. know, shit goes down in the comics. Um, he gets mm-hmm. one of the other guys double-crosses him for the, um, I don't know if it's the Scarab specifically, but for the yeah. thing that they're trying to find, right? The MacGuffin. And he, the MacGuffin, he gets left for dead. And, oh. yeah. So, but what if they flip it in this? And what if Mark or presumably Jake, this other personality, which, which would be why he's then tried to lock him even further down since, so this Jake character comes out when they're at the crux of getting the MacGuffin in, in um, Egypt and then it's Layla's dad who gets murdered and double-crossed and that's why Mark, Stephen, whoever, Ooh. had the scarab at the beginning. But obviously it's not Mark's fault, really. I... But it's she's not going to see it that. I mean, but then now she's grown to love or growing to like Stephen uh, as this separate personality. So she's kind of come to terms with that's like, how it how it kind of is and she's kind of like you know she's accepting that this is a different person so then will she then be able to take that extra leap if this is what happens and ex- and forgive mark or accept that one of these other personalities did some shady shit and murdered her dad here's my here's my theory mark and jake are the two personalities that have been around the longest and yeah. they are the two that were on that that went on that thing where they found the scarab and I think Steven is a result of maybe Jake killing Layla's dad or something. Like, but then that would tie him into like at the same time that he picked up Conchu, right? And it's already established that he had Conchu for a while before Steven I, came I, I, into I, the picture. That's do they say that? Well, they it, not really, but it seems it was. I felt like it, they was implying that Mark has already had Conchu and been Moon Knight for a little while before Stephen comes into the picture. And then, obviously, Stephen I kind of thought it was recent. And he stops being Moon Knight. I mean, maybe it might be. Uh, and by recent, and I mean, like, sense. in the last year. Like, yeah. but, like, I'm wondering if Stephen is a direct how... yeah. response to not wanting to be this violent person. You know, yeah, so this other personality is created that's very soft and very like, like this is yeah. kind of the trying to retreat away from the whatever, whatever the, you did. Um, and, and Mark's the nice medium version. Yeah. You know, he's, he's Goldilocks. He's just right porridge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as it were. But yeah, that would totally make sense. And But we don't know how old Steve, how yeah. old Stephen is. Like, it seems like he'd been working at the museum for a while, like a few months at least. I almost feel like he lives a very isolated life lifestyle. I kind of feel like the, I kind of felt like the apartment like predates him, and that he like I don't know. I, this is kind of the vibe I get is like he's working at this museum. He doesn't really have any friends there. He knows them and considers them to be friendly, but they don't really care about him. You know, like because the security he's only been guard there dude. For a little while, right? Like maybe that's like the you know, like he hasn't really been there that long. Like I, yeah, I kind of get the vibe that maybe I mean, uh, anybody else, anybody that's watched the show and my appearances on it can know that I definitely 
have had theories in the past that have not panned out. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but uh, I don't know. Moon Knight is Mephisto. No, that 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 one's gonna that one's gonna pan out. That one's gonna pan out. No, um, I don't know. I think maybe Moon Knight has a Quinjet. That one's really gonna comic, pan out. In the comics, he does. It's in the shape of a giant fucking crescent moon. It's incredible. But I don't see them going that route no. in the show. It would they they definitely did the show in this way to kind of get away yeah. from like the Batman thing. It was Dracula. So I, oh, I don't know if giving no. him like a big mansion and like a like a car and a yeah, cool I don't think we're gonna plane, do that. I would like it. It'd be cool because we don't I have a Batman really, in the MCU. No, we don't. And what I really want to see, and we kind of got it last week, but on a much smaller scale in the episode. But I wanted to see I want to see Stephen Grant finding out that he's like a millionaire because he doesn't know. But yeah. in the comics, um, Mark or or Jake, one of them is like the classic Bruce Wayne millionaire with the mansion. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see Stephen like find out about all this fortune. But instead, what we got was he's got a CD um, storage locker with some guns and and cash and yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I think is about as close as we're probably going to get to like rich. Yeah, you know, kind of globe-trotting, um, Playboy-style character, mm. which is fine. I can take. I, I don't I, need it. Yeah, it it it'd be cool, but I think like, I don't know if they want to draw comparisons to either Batman or Tony Stark. And then they had him of... throwing those fucking batarangs in this episode. They did, but they're fucking cool. I want to talk it about that so fight. I want to talk yeah. about that fight game because. Is that the most brutal thing that's ever happened to an MCU character? Like, not let's not talk Netflix stuff. Space. Dude, they impale the shit out of him. Like, multiple times. Like, he's got, like, six spears sticking out of him at one point. Like, look at yeah. the... I, that's he, he fucking He looks like brutal. the truck from Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Look at him. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be the most damage we've ever seen. Like an MCU character take without dying. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty brutal. Also, it'd be nice to kind of know what his capabilities are. Like, is he just when he when he's in the suit, is he immortal? Is he, just, is he just immortal? Because and then the only weakness then becomes the personalities and the mirrors and mm-hmm. not being able to have it all of the time, which would be fine. But then if he does kind of move on past this stage of his life is he then just going to be immortal like if they get him in the head does he is it like if they get him in the head where he's not covered like you know that that'll do him in like what's the but yeah he he's throwing the crescent i mean i've always wanted to see this stuff yeah Um, he's throwing the crescents he's doing the cape that we see he's fighting all the guys and it's not like overly choreographed but also it's you know, it's satisfying combat. It's satisfying, it's like, yeah. It's not sloppy. Well, it is. It's but, a healing you know... suit. Okay, okay. I guess I'll kind of buy that. It's a healing suit. But you... Yeah. Healing implies that you could heal from... You should be... You could only heal from something... If it's you like could Wolverine. Heal from it. Is healing too fast yeah. for him to die? Yeah... I don't know. <laughs> no, your I mean, your response great. is mine as well. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the eh, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm with you. But uh, <laughs> I'll accept it. Um, is saying, this? Uh, sorry, what were you gonna go say? On. 
I was going to say, just wanted to stay on that scene real quick because yeah. at first um, we've got the one shady gangstery kind of dude that we mm-hmm. don't really know what he does, but he collects um, like artifacts and stuff. It's like black market, he, dude. He wants to. He's black market. You can't get this stuff. It's unique. It's highly protected. But he just keeps it on a little island in a fucking open casket looking thing and just lets this fucking random stranger come in and who says, oh, I just want to look at it. <laughs> like, that was I promise. the fucking... I'm not going to touch it, I promise. That was so contrived. I didn't like that. And then with one guard, but then all the other guards come out of nowhere. Like, we were on. in the basement. I'm just like, what, what is the nature of that relationship? And like, what, what does that guy do? And I want to know more about Layla because that's what's connected to, to him. Yeah, and that's exactly. like, the, I'd like to know more about that. Um, is that, is that the last fight sequence that we've, that was in the trailers? I don't think we've seen anything. I don't know if there's any footage from the trailer that we have not yet seen. I think we've yeah, seen I think, everything. I think so. That, that would, that would track. Because um, I remember in the trailers, they really only showed us the fight scene in the bathroom. And then this one. Yeah. But it isn't really much of a fight scene. It's like three oh. punches. I mean, we thought it was going to be more of a fight scene when we watched the trailer. And then it yeah. wasn't. But it was, no, it I mean, was so I'm cool. Glad. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, worked. yeah. It worked. It worked. But um, I think, like, I, I don't think we've seen anything past this. Maybe, no, like, no. some character shots, like a shot of a character's face or something. Maybe yeah. there's some stuff like that, but I don't think we've seen any extended sequences past this point. Well, it's, you've got to assume that we're going to get like exposition heavy. We're we're, we're going to like really do that Fight Club thing. We're going to explain a lot of questions to be answered. Bit, and we've got to answer a whole bunch of questions, not only to do with the personalities, but I want to know about the, you know, what all the gods are up to. Ethan Hawke, what what was why his we, backstory? Yeah, his backstory. Um. I want to know you more know, about Amit. Why is Amit sealed away? You know, all this kind of... Yeah, it feels like we've got so much to get into. And I'm glad that we didn't go into all of it. Like, you know, not straight away, but like, I felt... There were some moments in this episode where I felt like they could have... Explained a bit Elaborated more. a little bit more. Yeah. But then on the other hand, when he first walks into the Lamagra chamber and um, one of the other... Um, Avatar says to him, "Oh, I'm so the, so. I'm, yeah, of I'm the Avatar or of thingy, and I'm sitting there. And I'm thinking, please, because there's like eight of them, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, please, if he, if they do this scene and like everyone introduces themselves, like that's going to be overload. Like, oh yeah, no. Remember all these names and yeah. all these because you remember the name of the god, the name of the character, and like." how they all fit in together. It's like, if we're just going to like introduce ourselves to a room full of people, that's going to get real old real quick. So I like the way they did it. I like the way they did it. Yeah. Just a little bit more, just a little bit more yeah. would have been cool. I did love that scene though. And I love how they were like, do you feel that you've been hurt by Khonshu that you're being taken advantage of? Like that was a very interesting scene. Yeah. I don't know. There's the idea of because when you when you think about mythology, mythology, uh, and you think about these pantheons, whether it be Greek, Roman, whatever, uh, Egyptian, they don't really give a fuck about who they hurt. 
it's human wise right it's like they're kind of going around fucking with the humans and it's like okay um but so it's interesting to see this perspective where they're like do you feel that like it's almost like an hr meeting like it's it's weird it's a very different thing to do for for gods but it's interesting weird what's really weird is that all the other avatars of the egyptian gods trust ethan hawke's fucking Uh, yellowed out white guy (laughs) right they will trust this guy before they trust one of their own gods and avatars yeah so i'm but then so I guess it's if they're like, oh, well, Conchu kind of left you, right? You. So you must be trustworthy because if Conchu, if you don't like, if Conchu doesn't like you, then we like we you. like, like exactly. enemy of my enemy. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. But is that really enough for them to like? No, he still gets invited to the meetings. He no. still like because they need magical fucking opening doorways to get in there, and he's just like. Well, they summon him because he's on trial, you know. But so they bring him at there, the end yeah. of the episode. He, he just walks like, in. Yeah, bringing him back in. He clearly has a much better relationship with them than Mark or Conchu does. So are they all? They will in on it, or they're going to benefit somehow, or they just would prefer to turn a blind eye to what he's doing because it sounds like he's going to wipe out half of humanity because <laughs> we haven't had a villain that does that yet. <laughs> I don't know. And then he also he has to do it. He has to stand there and chant with a staff for like twenty yeah. minutes to do so it. I yeah. don't know where the physical confrontation element comes in. I do. I guess in that castle though, because he's Dracula. I guess that is an interesting comparison of like he's got to chant and cast his spell or whatever. And Thanos was just like, if I close my fucking fist, you're all done for. You know, like if I if I snap my fingers, it's over. And that's an interesting like the the. <laughs> The level of stakes, they're like, we got 20 minutes. He's like, guys, he's starting to chant. What do we do? He's, he's going to be doing that for a while. We got some time. Whereas with <laughs> Thanos, it's like, How don't let him close his fucking hand. Right? So if he does the thing, right, he, he gets the um the powers from the god that, that they're trying to find. So yeah. he can do his judgment thing on everyone, right? That's what he mm. wants to do. So once he's done that, say he wipes out 30, 40, 50, you know, whatever percentage of the population were either did something bad or let's face it you're not going to end up with a lot of people left no at that point. no you're probably, no even half of his fucking crew will probably die no, i think most of them probably i mean he might die yeah you know at that yeah. point because the, the very act of doing that would then become something that's like judge worthy yeah. right yeah but then if he does that and he's successful does he have to do it like annually Every year, because there's new people born, right? He would have to, he would just have to keep culling, or you know, somebody who passed the judgment test yesterday might wake up tomorrow and decide that they're going to go murder an old lady. Well, um, the idea I think with Ahmet is that that's not a worry because Ahmet judges you for no. everything that you will do as well. Um, so, yeah. Whereas Contru so just- waits until you've already done something bad. It's very much the kind of Daredevil and Punisher, right? Classic, the classic Daredevil Punisher uh, project insight. Um, Yeah, but I want—I just want to hear one more thing, and then we got to wrap things up. Uh, It was really fucking cool when they did the shit in the sky. That's it. When when they he moved the moon around, yeah, boom! Oh, Josh, you're on top of this dude. He's pretty cool, and I did love it, and I loved that. I loved how we used Stephen's knowledge of. The mythology stars, and yeah. all of the stars and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
it's a little bit hokey, like, okay, just got to put those things together. But it, it worked because we already established earlier on in this season that he knows about all of that stuff and he fanboys over the Giza pyramid and everything. <laughs> but uh-huh. if Conchu is able to move the stars and at the beginning of the episode, he makes a solar eclipse, he controls the moon. Yeah. Why the fuck does he need an avatar? Well, because he's not supposed to do that stuff. He's not supposed to do it. It's like, I could intervene. Why are they letting Mark run around as... Because they know it's happening. So why are they allowing him to do that, but not that? Maybe it's like... Well, they said they didn't want him revealing themselves. They were like... like, I think it's like... We live in a world full of superheroes. We're cool if this dude in a costume runs around and beats the shit out of people. But you can't fucking cause... You can't cause a fucking solar eclipse in the middle of the day, you know? Like, I I think it's that kind of thing. Yeah, superhero in and of itself isn't necessarily... People aren't just going to immediately assume that that's what that is. But again, he he could manipulate the moon. He could probably, like, do some other, like... Thanos can do that, too. He did that. Remember when he did that with the moon? He, like... Yeah. And Infinity War was... Yeah, man. That was... Oh, that was was time. It was fucking cool. I remember when that when that trailer was at Comic-Con yeah. and everyone yeah. was talking about it, but they didn't drop it. But we all knew, like, Thanos grew a moon at Tony Stark. Yeah. Like, it was pretty fucking how, wild. How do they film that? How do you show that in, on, in, <laughs> in a film? We finally and, saw it. It was cool as and shit. And they did it. And it was great. <laughs> but we digress. It yeah. was a good episode. It was a great episode. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, I'm very excited for next week's episode and the week after that. And all the episodes to come. Until then... Dean, where can people find you online? You can find me bing bonging it at Twitter at Dean Lewis. Hashtag bing bong it. Bing bong it like it's hot. And you find me here every week doing the usual stuff. Barring any more surprise sicknesses, you'll also find me here every week. Uh, doing this this Moon Knight show. Uh, also on the internet, at Sean underscore AFK, doing all my hashtag it was Dracula all along theories. Uh, you guys can find those there. You guys can follow this channel on Twitter, at MovieBlogMerk. Uh, obviously, you guys can you know subscribe to the YouTube channel. Highly recommend doing it. Uh, great content. You guys can check us out next Thursday, and every Thursday, wherever whenever this show is airing, at 6 p.m. Eastern, Live talking about Moon Knight, and then you can catch the VOD later if you if you miss it. If you haven't watched the episode yet, which if you haven't, what the fuck are you doing at minute fifty nine of <laughs> this Moon Knight podcast? It's it's intersperse the episode and pause it like every few minutes. Watch don't a do few that. Minutes of this. No, because like, we like, jump all over the place. Grant thing going on, but we jump all over the place. We can't. Don't yeah, do that. Don't do that. It's a bad <laughs> we, idea. <laughs> Until next week, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Wait, bye.